All right, welcome back, everybody. Um, this is the Detroiter covering sports in the Motor City in the Mitten State. Mitten, I appreciate <laughs> Mitten. Isn't it weird saying it? Mitten, Mitten State, Mitten State. Appreciate everybody tuning in today. Not a ton I really have on the on the docket, to be honest with you. It's the first time in a while I've started an episode, or, or you know, gone into an episode and kind of thought of, oh, what do I, you know, what do we want to talk about today? What's What's hot? What's what's going to get the people going? What do I want it? Like, what is on my mind? And there's not a ton going on. I mean, some of these teams, some of the situations in the city, we've gone over, right? Some of these situations, we've kind of are still waiting on. Michigan, Michigan State, their bowl games, where I want to wait till next week. Michigan State plays Thursday. Michigan plays Friday as it stands. I want to, I want to hold that off till next week. Um, Tuesday, I'll do an episode for Tuesday and it'll just be, I don't know, maybe an hour or so, maybe a little less, just Michigan versus Georgia, MSU versus Pitt. That's it. We'll talk about those games. We'll talk about, I guess, Michigan state side more going forward, what it means going forward. Michigan, obviously that game's fucking huge. You got a chance at the natty. You're, you're forward going forward. Who the, I don't care about that. All they should have their focus on. If I'm a Michigan fan is okay. This game, I don't care about what's going to happen. I don't care about what did happen. This is it. This is what I'm locked in on. So we'll probably spend, you know, the Michigan time talking about the game itself. MSU, we'll talk a little bit about the game, um, but we'll also talk a little bit about kind of what it means and just, I don't know. I guess I don't want to do a deep dive on next season, but maybe a little next season, stuff like that. Um, The Pistons stink. So, right. Who cares? Oh, actually, no, there is some good Pistons news. Um, Cade Cunningham is in COVID protocol today. So they got that going for them. Red Wings, the NHL is currently on a break. Sadly, that's kind of the one thing. That's what's tough right now. That's what's keeping me afloat is the wings in Detroit, at least. I mean, the Lions, it's fun. Like I obviously tune in on Sundays and I think this is kind of, this is the difference. I tune in on Sundays. Don't get me wrong. Like Lions are playing. I'm watching the game for sure, but I'm not. I'm not reading the articles anymore, right? I'm not catching myself in the middle of a Tuesday like, damn, dude, like what if what if we signed this guy or like what if we went out and drafted one of the... I'm not there yet. I'm not invested enough. I'm not sitting there. You know, Dan Campbell's done a pretty good job, but what if we – what if we – the play action really worked against Minnesota. What if we – did that. I'm not there. I'm not locked into that level. I'm kind of show up Tuesday, punch the time card. Let's keep her moving. And I think that's kind of how most people are at this point. It's tough. Once you're out of it, once you know it's over, once you know we're just going through the motions, it's tough to get it, invest yourself in, oh, I'm going to read about the depth chart. Oh, I'm going to read about oh, who's on the injury report. I can't, I can't get locked in. I can't get locked in. And for me, it's the same for everything, really. The Lions were already kind of at the end of the season where it's like, who cares? And that's the other thing. There's no even with the Lions. It's not like there's some there's some rookie to follow. Like Swift, I like watching Swift. Penne, right? But he's a left tackle, right? You're not watching the game to like see how many great blocks Penne Sewell has. I love that he's good. I love Penne. I love everything about him. But I'm not tuning in like, oh, maybe, maybe Penne will have a sweet fucking cut block today. 
let's tune in. Let's, we can't miss that. I'm just kind of, yeah, we'll watch the Lions, whatever. Like when they're out of it, it's tough to be locked in. It really is. And the Red Wings, the same deal, but at least, you know, the Red Wings in prior years, um, this year, they're better. They're competitive, which has been why they're so fun. The Red Wings have at least had promising players to watch where it's like, hey, they stink, but maybe Zadina will score tonight. <laughs> That's kind of where we were at, where it, you know, it, it it leaves you a little more interested. Like maybe you're reading articles about Zadina later. Like it keeps you a little more on the hook, but when it's over and there's nothing really exciting at all, it's tough. It's tough to be locked into the Cats. Um, or again, like we'll talk about them on Tuesdays. For sure. After the game, we'll talk Lions. We'll talk about them on Tuesdays. But this week, it's like, what do you want me to do? You want me to preview next week? Like, why? though? Why do you want me to? Why would someone want me to do that? You know what I'm saying? You want me to preview? You really want to sit here and talk about the Cats for 20 minutes? But why? Why? though? <laughs> why? It's, it's a bad use of everybody's time. So we'll skip them. Tigers are locked out. I want to talk about – I want to come on and talk about the baseball thing one day. Um, I'm thinking maybe after these bowl games, like one of these episodes, it won't be a full episode, but a, a majority, like a half hour, we'll just come in and talk lockout, talk state of the Tigers, I suppose, like where the Tigers go from here. They can't make any signings until the lockout ends. And who knows if that's going to even happen before the season starts. You would think, you would think the baseball lockout's going to end because they just had the COVID season. They played 60 games. Nobody was going to the games. Like, baseball had to take a bath. Like, you, not only are people not going to the games, they only played 60 of them. So all that TV money more than halved it. Like, they got to be hurting a little bit right now. They got to be hurting. You got to want to play. Are you kidding me? There's so much money to be made. I can't even imagine this year. Like, people, you didn't get to go to the ballpark all last season. I'd like to know like what the attendance numbers for this year were just because people, even if your team was bad, people were like, fuck it, dude, let's go. Let's go to the Tigers game. I know that was the case in Detroit. Not a good team, right? Shouldn't be drawing crowds. You go on a Saturday night. No, it's not filled to the brim, but you go on a Saturday night. Like there's a pretty good crowd there. When Miggy was chasing, was it 3000? Pretty fucking good crowds. Like stadium gets loud. Tigers do good stuff. The stadium was getting loud. Pretty good crowd. A lot of people, like a lot of seat coverage. There was a vibe in the air. Like there were enough people to kind of create a little bit of a buzz, right? You're hoping something goes well, yeah, for the Tigers, but also so you guys get to cheer and you can feel it a little bit. Like they draw some crowds. And I wonder how much of that was because, ah, let's go to the Tigers game tonight. Like we didn't get to go last year. Stuff, things like that. But you would think they'd benefit off that still. Like you'd think that would carry over into this season too. I don't know. I don't know what's going to get done. I know the owners are the like, you know, they're the greedy people. And the athletes want what they earn, what they deserve, right? Which is fair enough. Um, but I I I would think the owners like want to play. I would think like they they lost out on so much. So, we'll see. I'll dedicate a day. We'll dedicate once the bowl games are over with. Lions are kind of dying out and it's really just the Red Wings and the Pistons which, you know, I mean, like, how am I going to do, how am I going to do the Pistons and the, I, I, I can't. So one of those days we'll do a lockout thing. Um, yeah, that's all I got. That's all I got for everything else. So today took a while getting there today. I want to talk MSU hoops. 
I just want to talk MSU hoops. They beat Oakland two nights ago at LCA. Crowd was fucking awesome. I love crowds and sports. Crowd was awesome. Shout out to everybody who was there. MSU, Oakland, whatever. Like whoever you were supporting, shout out to everyone that was in Detroit at LCA on Tuesday because that place sounded great. I, I, that was a, I wish I was there day. I was watching that on TV across the country, had some friends there, and I'm like, hmm. I'd like to be there. That seems like a good time. <laughs> I'd have fun if I was at LCA tonight. So shout out to everyone that was there. But it fired me up, dude. This Every time MSU plays, I'm like a little more jazzed. I'm always jazzed. Don't get me wrong. If you haven't caught that by now, I'm always jazzed. And I'm always jazzed about MSU hoops. It's one of the MSU football, Detroit Lions football, MSU hoops, and uh, the Red Wings. All get my blood boiling a, a little bit different than the rest. Still love the Tigers. I still cheer for the Pistons. Don't quite hit. Don't quite hit like those others. Like you, you feel those in your nuts when you watch MSU hoops, MSU football, Cats, Red Wings. You feel it a little bit. The crowd hits a little different. Big games, big plays hit a little bit different. Every time I watch this state team fire burns a little brighter at feeling i'm like suddenly i'm i'm laying in my bed after the game like could this team are we gonna go to a final four is this team the real deal like every single time they play i'm like whoa wait wait wait. they might be better than i actually just thought they were (laughs) and i was just talking about elite eight they might be better than i thought they were every time i watch state these guys are better than i thought they were they didn't kill Oakland. Oakland played pretty fucking well, dude. That's the thing that's blowing my mind about it is Oakland was making some shots. Oakland was making some shots, and, and State still, like, handled that game. Like, they won, obviously, not by a ton. But State, they they controlled that game from the start to the end. They were in control. Like, never in that second half, Oakland's making some shots, does State wilter away. Or does State let him bring it close? Never in the first half when Oakland's hitting some shots does State let them get out in front and make a run. Like, there were so many opportunities where Oakland was, like, trying, dude, and credit to them. They were busting their ass. They were playing very well. They were trying. They were getting so close to just breaking through and either bringing it closer, right, or maybe taking a lead. And MSU just every time stave it off. Stave it off. Someone hits a big three. Tyson Walker, big three. Malik Hall, big two. Max Christie, big three. Like, just time and time and time again. It felt like every time there was a possession, whether Oakland had the ball or Michigan State had the ball, every time it, there was a possession where it was like, all right, we need to – MSU, we need to make a play here. Someone's either got to make a shot or we got to get a stop. Like, it – Anytime you got those mo- those big momentum position- possessions, it felt like MSU came out on top every time. And it was beautiful to watch because not only MSU, but watching college basketball in general, how many times do teams give into that? Especially when the team making that comeback or, or trying to take the lead is relentless. Like they're five, six, seven, eight different surges where they're right on the precipice of going on a little run. And each time you come back to meet them, we see that that little overtaking and then the upset becomes eminent. We see that all the time in college basketball and, of course, with Michigan State. How many times have we seen that? A team that they were up even this year alone. 
they're up 20. MSU's up 15, and it's like an eight-point game, five-point game by the end where you're like, wait a second. Weren't they just blowing these guys out too? Like, how many times has that happened? Or how many times has it happened and you lose the game? You just can't keep trading blows with them. They they come out with the last blow. Like, how many times has that been the case? And it was so impressive to watch the boys just handle it. It was so impressive. They played great defense anytime they needed to. They made big shots anytime they needed to. The offense has looked so, so, so much better. So much better. The first half of this season, yeah, they were scoring some points still, but they were winning some games and everything. But the the front court offense was just so gross. It never seemed like it was going to work. I hated when we had the ball in the front court. Now, all of all of a sudden, I, it's Tyson Walker, really, if you ask me. We're getting easy buckets at the rim. People are getting wide open threes. Guys are dribbling into open twos. Like Everything flows so easily. Everybody on the floor is playing with confidence, and I feel like that has been showing a lot yesterday, too. Everybody's playing with the mindset of, like, yeah, I'll shoot. I'll shoot. If they give me, I'll shoot. Like everybody feels good about what they bring to the table. There's no fish out there. There's no one shying away like, oh, maybe it's better if maybe it's better if Gabe shoots this one. Like everybody knows what they're capable of. Everybody wants to be able to prove what they're capable of. And it's awesome to watch. And Max fucking Christie. We'll talk about him a little bit more. I want to take a quick break. But Max Christie's one of those guys. He could easily. He's been missing shots. He's a good player. He's got beautiful form. He's been missing shots. He could easily have started to crawl back into like a, ah, I don't want to shoot it so much. Like, ah, no, here, you take I might be open, but you take it. And and against Oakland, he had himself a night. He, I think it was six for eight from three. He was shooting the ball beautifully. But most importantly, he still came out gunning. He still came out with the mentality. And by the end, he was probably buzzing, I'm sure. But he came out with the mentality, no, I'm still good. I'm going to shoot. They leave me open, I'll shoot. If I can take the guy off the dribble, I'll take. Like, he still is, if I get the ball and I'm open, it's going up. The the offense is success. I think really Tyson Walker's playmaking and just control for sure. But also, I really do feel like it's the ability of all five guys on the floor. Like everybody can score in different ways. Everybody wants to score. I feel like the teams of the past, especially like last year and the year before, there are guys who who play guys on the floor where they just become non-factors, whether it's outside, whether it's near the rim, whether it's defensively. So many guys where they just don't bring something to the table or maybe they don't want the ball, or when they're at the perimeter, they don't want to shoot, whatever the case is where it's just a limiting, a limiting factor. It feels like everyone on the state team, all the guards, they'll take it to the paint. All the guards can pass. Sure, the turnovers, whatever. All the guards will shoot. Hogard maybe a little lesser than the others. The big men, they'll go up with it. Marble will step out and shoot a two. Bingham will shoot threes. Hauser will shoot threes. Malik will shoot threes. Gabe, the wing, he'll shoot threes. He'll go to the, like, every and everybody defends. Outside of maybe Hauser, everybody plays defense. I feel like that's what's going on here. Everybody really does everything. We don't have a critical player where it's, sorry, sorry, I know he's not the best, but we don't have, like, he needs, he needs to eat minutes off the bench. But you know what? He's going to be a zero defensively or a zero offensively. 
We don't have that guy outside of maybe Joey Hauser on defense. Bingham has evolved. I, I Let me take a break. We'll get into it more. Let me take a quick break. We'll get into it. Okay. Bingham has evolved. Bingham, another person you could point to and say, this guy's the reason things have changed. This dude is the one why, you know, the potential rises every time you lay your eyes on this team. He, he has been a monster and it's, it's a beautiful thing to see. I'm happy for him. Talked about it similarly to Goff, where a guy where you, they've, people have been tapping at it. Like every year you hear Bingham putting on weight. Like he wants to get bigger. He really has high hopes. He'll step out and shoot it every year. It felt like Bingham was growing and growing and like, all right, all right. Are we going to see it? And the year is here his senior year where everything's been leading up to this, all the meals he's eaten, all the fucking weights he's lifted. And here he is. And he's doing it. He's a force defensively, like elite shot blocking level. We always knew he was pretty good. Even when he struggled offensively in his under or uh, underclassman years, he could still make some plays. He would still affect shots. Like that was the one thing innately with him. And rightfully so he's six ten, and his arms are longer than my body. So it makes sense, but he's like leveled up at it. Like he's more aggressive. I, I want to say where like, he's of the, like the way guys shooting like Max Christie, if he's open, he's shooting Bingham's like, if he can affect the shot, like he's convinced he will. And he's going to go try. Like he looks like uh, someone who wants you to come try and lay it up. He looks like he hopes you take the ball into the lane because he's going to have something to say. And he's been unfucking believable at it. He's blocking so, I don't know. I don't have the stats up. I'd guess he's blocking like three, four shots a game, maybe five, to be honest. If you said he's blocking five shots a game, I wouldn't be shocked because that's what it feels like. Every time he plays, it feels like, Multiple times he's making plays. And how many shots does he alter where he doesn't block it, but his arm sends it out there and the guy's shooting all of a sudden's like, what the fuck is that thing? Is that an alien? And he kind of switches the way he's going to shoot it and he misses. He's been the crux of the defense. He's been something we've missed as well the last couple of years. Tillman, you know, he was better, but I don't think, you know, Tillman wasn't like this. Jaron was awesome. I don't know if Jaron was like this. Jaron was fucking awesome. I don't know if he was like this. Deonta Davis was sweet too, but his offense, you know, was a little Bingham. That's the thing about Bingham is Bingham brings both. Bingham is being that guy as a shot blocker, as a rim protector, like blocking shots. Yes. But altering shots, making his presence felt. It feels like every single possession of every game where you can tell Michigan state has a plus plus post, post defender, but he does it offensively. What do you have, 17 and 12 against uh, Oakland on Tuesday? Like, he's going to do that, and he's going to bring 17 points? Are you are you kidding me? Are you kidding? Yes, please. Are you fucking kidding me? And 12 boards? Like, I don't even – we're not even mentioning the rebounding. And he's going to bring 12 boards. He's leveled up, and it's the key to this team. It's – I really do believe – the way he's playing right now, obviously, long season. We haven't gotten into the heart of Big Ten play. Long way to go, for sure. But if he plays like this, and the him playing like this as he has, is the reason this team, all of a sudden, we're like, oh, is this a Final Four squad? It's because of what he's done. 
It's because it wasn't even the most, you know, bullish Bingham supporter, Bingham fan. I don't think they're telling you before the season, he's going to do this. Like even he fulfills his potential. I don't know if he'd be doing this and maybe he'll cool off, but he has become a difference maker. He's become an impact player. And we haven't had a guy like that in the post in a long time. Like X was awesome. X was awesome. I think Bingham's offensive potential is higher than X's. And I think his post defense is a little higher. Bingham or X was great because he could switch on and guard anybody. And I think he was a better rebounder and the pick and roll. Oh my God. X was sick. But I think Bingham does have a higher potential. I mean, he's a better shot blocker. And I, him being able to step out like he does and his length in the post, I think he's a better scorer. He's been unbelievable. Gabe's been fucking awesome, which has been great. I feel like kind of quietly because Bingham has gotten his love. Tyson Walker, as of late, has gotten his love. And, you know, Max Christie, he's the shiny new toy. He's the person everyone's looking at, talking about. Gabe's kind of flown under the radar. I know he's the leader. He's the captain. But, like, he's played fucking great. He is making shots. He really sets the tone defensively. I mean, he's a freak. Imagine trying to score on him. He's guarding wings and guards, and he's, like, 6'9 and extremely long and athletic. Like, dude, that 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 sucks that people have to try and score on him. I feel bad for the guys that have to. But Gabe's – the shooting's been lights out. Going to the rim, the way he runs in transition – he does so many good things that he, I know he's not a superstar. I know he's not like not even to the level of, I would say, Bingham, like potential wise, difference making wise, but he's so fucking solid. He's such a good player and he's the perfect guy to have as your captain, just like steady Eddie. Like he's a steady Eddie guy there every single night. It feels like with a 14 to 19 piece every night couple rebounds, couple assists, and he's going to play great defense. Every night he brings the same thing. And again, similar to what we were saying with college basketball, just the way it works, teams kind of gnaw back and it's easy to get rattled and lose momentum. Gabe's a guy that can weather that. Like when he's bringing just consistency to a college lineup, that helps to just weather it because it's like, hey, you know, we're struggling, we're in a drought. Let's get Gabe a touch. Like he's he's gonna get buckets. Let's get him a touch. He'll he'll kind of jolt us. And in a lineup where it's some younger people now playing parts, Tyson Walker, younger guy, Max Christie, obviously younger guy, Aikens. Oh, I fucking love Aikens. We won't talk about him today, but I fucking love him. Aikens getting more and more minutes. Um, Bingham's a senior. Gabe's a senior. Malik's a junior. I want to say. Hogard's a younger guy, sophomore getting some minutes you have some of the impact players that are younger dudes it's nice that you can just throw it to Gabe it's nice that you have a steady Eddie upperclassman that's like he's been there before he's been there before and he's gonna bring not like he's not gonna just talk about it right he's not gonna talk about it. he's gonna bring his 18 points and four rebounds too like he's gonna play his part he's been awesome he's so steady it's beautiful Tyson Walker I mean He's he's been the difference. He's been the difference. The first half of the season, State was a good team that won't beat great teams, but they're a good team. That's who we, we lost to Kansas, lost to Baylor, beat some good teams, beat some good fucking teams. Butler, good team. There's someone else, the other team in that tournament. I can't remember who, good team. But 
we weren't we couldn't beat the great teams that we played. Now I don't know if we played Baylor or Kansas again if they'd beat them now. I think they look like it'd be a better game. I think they look like they'd beat them now, or at least you know they'd have a good chance at it. Before going into that Baylor game, it was kind of UConn's the other team. Going into that Baylor game, it was kind of like all right, all right, let's see, we'll see. Like maybe they'll beat them. We'll we'll see. And they kind of got smoked a little bit, right? We'll call a spade a spade. They got smoked. I think if they played Baylor again, that game's it's coming down to it. I think that game is like you got to play some good fucking basketball. Got to play clean, take care of the ball, make some shots. Like that would be a good game. If Butler does or uh, Baylor didn't do that, I think State could beat them. But the difference between that team and the one we have now has been Tyson Walker's emergence. State, as long as I've watched State, has run on the point guard. They they have. They've run on the point guard. Think about every single fucking team. Think about last year. Why weren't they great last year? Didn't have the point guard. Their best player was a wing, not a point. Who, you know what? We ended up like making the point guard. I mean, Henry's always been a great passer, but we ended up just kind of giving him the LeBron where it's like, I know you're not the point guard, but like you fucking have to be the point guard. Sorry. They didn't have a point guard before that Cassius Winston. All-time great. Before that, Denzel Valentine. Another all-time great. Not quite Cassius, but fucking incredible player. And then even in that gap year when Tum Tum was the guy, you could sense that that there wasn't enough being brought at the point guard position. When Cassius was a freshman, you could tell Tum Tum wasn't bringing enough juice. You could tell. They were the eighth seed. They got murked by Kansas. But you could tell watching that team. It was like, yeah, it'd be great once Miles, you know, if he comes back. It was a lot of freshmen. It'd be great once everyone gets older, but you could tell noticeably point guard play. Like it was a problem before that Denzel, like I said, before that, was it uh, not Appling or yeah, it was Appling. Wasn't it before that or no Trice Trice great player. Another great player. They went to a final four with him before that Appling before that Kalen Lucas, like the list goes on and on and on drew Neitzel. MSU has point guards. MSU always has a point guard. The two years in my lifetime, the two years that they haven't had a point guard, they were the eight seed, lost the first game, and they nearly missed the tournament and lost in the play-in. The two years, only two years that they haven't had a point guard, that they haven't had a good point guard. Coincidence? I think not. Hogard's fine. He turns the ball over too much. He's not enough of a threat from the outside, but he's fine. He's a pretty good player. And he was the guy bulking their responsibilities. Tyson, you know, he wasn't given the best minutes. They couldn't beat the great teams. They couldn't beat the great teams. Now, same deal. All those teams we just talked about with those great point guards, they had fucking studs around them too. Cassius had McQuaid, great player. Henry, Gabe still, Xavier Tillman. Like they had great players around them. Don't, it's not like they were doing it alone, but you still always need the point guard. That can't, that common denominator remains this year. They still have the outside factors. They have Gabe, they have Bingham, they have Malik Hall. Who's been out of his mind. Like they have other guys that can carry the load. But as soon as the point guard came along, as soon as Tyson Walker figured it out, he's picking up assists. He's getting easy baskets for Bingham. He's throwing lobs. He's making passes underneath. He's beating zones. He's hitting Gabe for open threes. He's finding Max. 
as soon as Tyson, it clicks a little bit, he's scoring. He's getting to the cup off the dribble. He's fucking shooting threes. He became aggressive. As soon as he became aggressive, they get, they hit another gear. They go from good to like, oh shit, these guys are like very fucking good. This is now we're talking about maybe a final four team. At least they look like they could be that kind of team. As soon as Tyson gets aggressive, as soon as it happens, they just hit that next gear. Now, all of a sudden you go under the screen on him. He's happy to shoot. I don't know what happened. I don't know if Izzo was like, dude, you're a fucking animal. Act like it, play like it, believe that you are. All of a sudden he's shooting threes. All of a sudden he's going to the rim. He's he's faster than everybody on the floor. Whoever's guarding him cannot keep up with him. That's a fact. He's making passes. Him and Bingham's chemistry is coming along. Like he runs the break really well. As soon as he got it going, this team has hit another gear. Malik calls another dude. He's been incredible. Like I want to wrap it up here. Every single player, it feels like even Joey has been a little bit better, right? Like we've bagged on him. I certainly have. It is what it is. Like I, I don't want to be mean to the guy, but I'm just talking about sports honestly. Even Joey's picked it up though. Like he's been better. He has. Everybody is just getting better every night. It feels like everybody is playing with a common purpose. Everybody wants to play good defense. Everybody wants to share the ball. Everybody wants to rebound. Like they're in a perfect harmony right now. And it's awesome to watch. And not only are they in a perfect harmony, it feels like they do. They're winning these games, but they're getting better. They're winning like that was like a professional fucking win against Oakland on Tuesday. It was like business. It's like a business trip. It was fucking awesome to watch and so uncharacteristic for us. Guys are coming along too. Like Christie figured it out a bit Tuesday. Like Aikens, kind of a guy we hadn't planned for. Although if you know, you know. Like you knew, you watched that dude's high school tape. You always knew he was a dog. Aikens is coming along at where it's Tom Izzo. Like, sorry, bro. You have to play him. You don't have a choice. You have to put him out there. Bingham's a beast. Tyson Walker's a beast. Gabe's just steady fucking Eddie. Max Christie now, if he starts making shots, he's a spark plug. (sighs) This team's fucking good. I love college basketball. I love MSU basketball. I can't wait to watch more of them. That's all I wanted to talk about today. That's all I got on the mind. That's all that's burning a hole in me. So Michigan, I saw they just got, they won the other night. Didn't watch the game. They smoked whoever they played, but uh, they just got their game canceled. So won't be able to watch them. But I just wanted to talk some state hoops. All right. That's all I got today, everybody. Um, Appreciate you listening. We'll be back Tuesday. Yeah, we'll be back Tuesday for the Michigan-Michigan State bowl game preview. And then uh, we'll call it good for the year. And I will see you in 22 after that. All right. Well, see you Tuesday. I don't know why I just said that. We'll be right back.